On today's Midcourt Madness, we are about five days away from the start of the college hoop season. And Biggs and I were just kind of bored. And so we decided to basically do what him and I always do when we're ever sitting at the bar and just randomly talk about players and teams um, with really no, no, no topics at all except for the most random topics ever. So we're going to talk about some of the best guard duos, some of the best front courts, um, kind of like an... I added in some high lows bigs, basically meaning point guards and centers. Um, that'll be fun. So we'll get into all that right after this. All right, Biggs, we have a lot to talk about, um, and it's going to be nice just – it's basically going to be like the Seinfeld equivalent of podcasting, or the podcasting equivalent of Seinfeld, where there's really no storyline. It's just us randomly talking. Yeah, it's the ultimate like white guy pastime is just sitting around remembering dudes. Yeah, except they're still in college. Except, Biggs, for the one player I'm about to bring up right now as part of the random college basketball player of the week. <gasps> we, we haven't done this for a couple couple months. We haven't. Yeah, so uh, we're bringing it back. I will give five clues, a max of five clues. Biggs will probably get this after one. I doubt um, it. And we'll see if he can get it. Oh. Now, bear in mind, these players, I, I don't really go any more than 10 years old. Or, or they had to, play, had, had to have played within the past 10 years. Um, so, Biggs, this random hooper is a two-time national champion. At the college level. This player is a Final Four mop. Most outstanding player. Corey Brewer. He, he hasn't been in college for like 20 years. That'd be way too old. So, no, sorry. Okay. I, I didn't mean to demean your answer. I I apologize for that. That's all good. I, I didn't mean well, to shoot I think out. it was like 05 and 06 or something, I suppose. That was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> you did just say it was within the last 10 years. Exactly. Um. Even though this player was the most outstanding player at the Final Four, he did not start during the Final Four. DiVincenzo. Yep. I thought that would give it away. Yeah, I forgot. I was trying to think of teams that had won it twice, but then in this weird transfer portal world, I'm like, did somebody transfer? Did somebody like mm-hmm. win it twice by transferring or something? And, uh, I forgot Villanova. Yeah, crazy. Oh, yep. good stuff. Yeah, and he had that game. He came off the bench and he had, I think it was like 31 points. Basically, the game was over because of him during the first half. And like, well, did you, did you? I mean, and the thing is, DiVincenzo, like, he, he, you don't look at him like a bench guy. No. This is why we. This is why Karen about who starts and who who comes up. That's true. Just, that is dude, true. Dudes, just whoever plays. The, look at the minutes. You know, DiVincenzo played plenty of minutes. Yeah. Super impactful. No one cares that he never started. I, I'm gonna regret bringing this his name. Just, okay. This is this is not just a you thing, by the way. Every podcast <laughs> listen to, every analyst, they, they overcare. Every one of them. Parrish does it. Titus does it. Every every podcast that you listen to, they they overcare. About why is this guy starting? It does not matter. I'm gonna regret having him as one of my guys because now now I'm giving you more ammo. Because whenever I'm like, like so and so isn't even starting for them, you'd be like, John, remember Divincenzo? True. Yeah, <laughs> this is a mistake. 
We should have done that. We should have done that for a uh, topic. I didn't do any research on it, but like the Jamal Crawford All-Stars or something. Just like Ooh. the guys who, who are going to come off the bench. Whatever. This year. Maybe later in the year we can do that one when we know actually who comes off the bench for these teams. It doesn't matter, though, who comes it's off true. the bench. It's true. That's why well, yeah. they're the Jamal Crawford All-Stars. Exactly. Exactly. Um. All right. So let's get into it here, Biggs. I'm not sure how you prepared for this, if you did at all. Um. I know you, you like to shoot from the hip a little bit, I know. Um, anything to add there? Yeah, I mean, I did a little prep work. I'm trying to oh, re-familiarize okay. myself with some of these teams and names and things like that. But yeah, I also like to balance shooting it from the hip as well. So yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 you are the captain of this ship. Well, uh, you know, you know, lead us, lead us uh, to the promised land, my boy. All right. So let's see. The way I did this, I kind of just went through conferences and then collectively mid majors and low level people players um i think i've got guard duos high low which is point guard and post newcomers what do you want to talk about first ah what's on your mind Ah, give me a conference just give me a conference acc you can't do that to me that's your um you love the acc it's actually a good start because this is actually a good start because you know how i write notes is i get into it for like the first five minutes and so the first one i do is the one that has the more that has the most detail and acc is first alphabetically um so this is definitely the uh, time you get to the sec you're just very over it (laughs) you should see my notes actually no i got some stats in there too Uh, (laughs) um so just for an example i've got so like i got guards syracuse judah mintz and jj starling both sophomores who ever had good freshman season could both have a jump i list out their stats and their shooting percentages weakness from both is from three as are each about 30 percent Jesus. At the at the very end, low lows. I've got high low combo. Our Gauchos, AJ Mitchell and Johan Treor, and that's it. Nice, <laughs> good stuff. Um, but anyways, so Judah Mintz, JJ Starlin. We'll just start there because that's at the top of my list. Um, All right, kind Syracuse. of an intriguing backcourt, Biggs. Um, yeah, absolutely. Judah Mintz, who played there a year ago, had a very good freshman year. Um, eleven points per game on forty-two percent shooting. Or, no, I'm on, that's for Starling. 16.3 on 4.6 assists, 44% for the field. Um, so a good stat line, an efficient stat line, like I said earlier, isn't the best from three-point land. Now, could that improve? Absolutely. And then they get J.J. Starling coming over as an in-conference transfer um, from Notre Dame. Also a good year over there, 11 points per game. Um, I'd say underwhelming, though. I mean, he was like a, you think he was a five-star kid, top 20 recruit. A lot of but, people were hoping that he would replace Blake Wesley the year before. I think when you're that highly rated, it's just kind of one and done is like unfairly probably the the expectation. And so I think he was kind of underwhelming and Notre Dame sucked ass. So I do think, I think there's, I'm with you. I'm high on the Syracuse duo, but I'm kind of intrigued by them more than I expect them to be awesome. I think there's a chance because I think JJ Starling is one of those like five stars that could pop this year. Cause I don't know if he popped. He was just kind of okay. And and you're right though. I'm, I'm intrigued by Mintz too. I mean, he was, he was good last year. Yep. And so it's My be question to you is, will them yes. potentially lead to wins? Like where do you see Syracuse stacking up in the ACC? I like, I like thinking about these perimeter cores, these front court cores um, and, and always keeping in mind, like team game, will they be fun? Will they be good? Will they be both? What do you, where do you, what do you make of Cuse going into the year? Cause that's a team that I think I'm, I'm 
more intrigued by than a lot of others. I'm intrigued by them, but I think I'm more intrigued than I think they're actually going to be like a tournament team. I think a good season for them, like if they go slightly above average or slightly above expectation, they're going to be in like the bubble. What is expectation? Yeah. I don't even know what the expectation I, is for them to be honest. I, with I you. think like mid pack CC. If yeah, if you were to create a bracket based on preseason biases, uh, bartrophic.com, uh, they would not be in. Is the expectation? Maybe can they finish in the top half of the conference? How many teams are in the ACC? Is it fifteen? Fourteen, oh, fifteen. Something okay. like that. So can they, finish, say, can they finish in the top like seven? Can they finish in that range? That's, absolutely. I'd be curious. Because like, I think uh, if you start from the top, you got to think Duke, Miami, Carolina, Virginia. Um, Duke, Miami, Carolina, Virginia. And like after that, it's just like a, just a big It's not a great conference. Rent. No. It's and really, so, really like, good at two, And at so that's one. where they could very well be. They, they could be like number five. They could also be number twelve. Sure, you know. And I so think that's... a lot of it will depend on those two. Actually, to be honest, I think a lot of it will depend on kind of the rest of their group because last year, I mean, Judah Mintz wasn't even leading score last year. It was Joe Girard. Well, and who's their post? Is it Benny Williams? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, he's a he's a swing guy for them. They added a bunch okay. of transfers. Chance Westry was a guy they added in the portal, um, who was a previously highly rated recruit who hasn't done a ton, but maybe he missed the year at Auburn. I don't remember, but. They added some pieces. I'm just, I think maybe the most fascinating thing about them, and I haven't seen solid stuff on this. I'm curious how much zone they'll play versus if they play man, because I do think they have the athletes to play man, mix things up. And I think that could be good for those two guards, especially so they don't have to do everything in the half court. If they can get out and run a little bit. Um, I, I'm with you though. I, I do like that. I like, I like those two guys um, as just kind of like, Early in the year, I'm kind of like the last like five years. I feel like Syracuse has been just boring as hell, and I just could not care less about them. Well, I feel like the last five years we've just been waiting to be like, okay, Can they is, yeah, exactly. What, what are you going to retire? Fresh, yeah, yeah and exactly. And uh, and now I feel like early in the year when we do our scrolling, I guess when I hear, oh, I'm going to look. We're, we're a few days away from that. We're a th- yeah. we're only a few days from that. Which is crazy. And like I, I think I'll just be looking for Q's a little bit. Now, unfortunately, they're going to probably take a couple on the chin when they're in the Maui tournament because that's a loaded-ass field. They'll probably go out with, can they get one win? Can they get two wins? They'll be in some games that are I would classify just as watchable. And so I, 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 I've missed you saying that. I've missed you saying that word or that phrase. I would classify that as watchable. Absolutely. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. We're looking for watchable games. We're looking for games we've got to build out two hours for. You know, there's, there's levels to this. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of watchable games that first night on Monday. No, the why first. Do, why do they do in that? In general, it's you know, you know what? Well, the reason they do it is that so because no one's paying attention that first week. I actually don't mind this as much as some of those other guys. Like, I don't like watching the Champions Classic when both teams shoot thirty-one percent from the field because it's their absolute first game. I'd rather see them get a couple of games out of the way, and then go into those games maybe with a like at least one game or two kind of figuring things out a little bit. I kind of like what they did last weekend with the exhibition stuff. Um, there, There is yeah. a game on Monday, Biggs, that I would put in the tier of, let, let's match up these football teams instead. Uh, Georgia and Oregon. Ooh. I would classify one. that one. Maybe there's like watchable and then there's worth monitoring. That might be one that's like worth monitoring. I mean, that might be like the only one I see where it's like two power conference teams. 
Sure. What about any any mid? Right, actually, no. That, 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 that's a, that's the Pac-12. Yeah. That's mid-major. True. And it, we'll, we'll do scrolling later. We'll do scrolling later. I don't know why I'm doing okay. this. Yeah. Um, I got so a perimeter core that a perimeter core yeah. that I like. I went by conferences as well. I tried to get at least that's... one group from each conference. I tried to get a couple mid-major perimeter groups in there too. Did you get low I major do... also? Huh? Did you get low major also? No, I, I didn't oh, get a chance. I, I, I guess I'll educate you some on when when we get to that point then. Excellent. This is why we work well together. Exactly. You are the the yin to my yang, or I'm uh, the vice versa. I don't know which one's which. I'm the nerd to your jock. Whichever one, yes. <laughs> and the itch, what? <laughs> exactly. Um, a perimeter core that I'm intrigued by, and this is not like the best one. I mean, I just well, kind of like, trying like, to go with groups of guards that I like. I'll, I'll say I I tried to avoid the obvious ones. Me too. For the most okay. part, I tried to as well. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by that Wake Forest perimeter group. Okay. You've got Cameron Hildreth, uh, Damari Monsato. Is it Damari? Yeah, he's the one who kind of broke out for them last year. Yep. And then you got Hunter Salas coming in and Kevin Miller coming in, a couple of transfers. That gives you a pretty interesting, like, four-man kind of That's perimeter That's not even a group. duo. That's a quadrant. I, yeah, I kind of – I was not I was not as beholden to the duo label as I'm you are. I'm more looking for, like, guard uh, cores, like groups of guards. Yeah, I'm more so many teams play three guards, no. teams play four guards. I like guard depth. And so I just go backcourts. Yeah. You know, Sorry, so. I, I'm more I'm more monogamous than you are, I guess. Indeed, you are. Yeah. I, I'm a little more freewheeling. Yeah, you, you <sighs> must watch Sister Wives. Uh, no, but I do appreciate, uh, I guess, just the willingness to be yelled at by that many people. Um, <laughs> Big facts. Big facts right there. Wow. Can you imagine disappointing yeah. that many that people? That would suck. Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah. Oh. How many times? Um, you just might as well set up permanent shop in the doghouse. Yeah. I got some. Uh, I put them as high-low bigs. Um, I got three three pairs here. I'll just name them. Uh, and you can. What do you make of that big. Wake Forest perimeter group? You just kind of solid. Like, I, I, I don't like how you uh, got away from the duo concept, but definitely a lot of talent there. But those Definitely four options, guards and some flexibility. Those, yeah, I feel like I mean, I think Wake Forest fits right into that Syracuse thing where it's like I, I can't see them finishing probably two, but I could see them finishing somewhere mid pack in the league if things break right for them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think Hildreth and Monsanto both average double figures. Salas, uh, you know, was a valuable piece for Gonzaga as a defensive guy, and then Kevin Miller was. Like an 18-point-a-game guy at uh, – where was he at? He was at a mid-major. I can't remember where he's coming from. But Steve Forbes also, like, those offenses, man, like the last – who was who was his guard? Last year it was Tyree Appleby. Yep. Maybe it was Tyree Appleby each of the last two years. Where he just he, – he, like, leans all the way into having a guard just cook for him. I don't know. I thought Appleby was only there one year because Appleby, Montara, Hildreth um, – but no, there was one a couple years ago that Alondis Williams. Is that the whole you think of from a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, Forbes will put the ball in these guys' hands and just let them go to work. So I'm intrigued if Wake Forest has a guy that's capable of doing that. Um, I do think they're going to be. I think they're probably closer to being like a like a fun pesky ACC team that makes games intriguing than than being right. like high level competitive. Yeah, but I think like those guards are going to make games watchable for them. Well, you, you talk about yin, yin to the yang. I brought up uh, Minch and Starling, who I think are kind of like the more flashy combo. I think the Wake Forest, not combo, but grouping there is more the grinded out. I remember Hildreth. He's kind of more of a defensive guy, I think. Um, 
steady. Yeah, exactly. All right, now I'm going to go to my my next thing. Um, I have high-low guard post combo. Clemson has a good one here, Biggs. Chase Hunter and PJ Hall. And I was looking at their stat line. They have you never hear about this anymore, Biggs. Combined between the two of them, they have seven years of experience in college basketball at Clemson. Have never transferred. That is actually super rare. One of them, I can't remember which one. Hunter's a fifth year. Yeah, Chase Hunter's a fifth year guy. Um, so both seniors. They got more than seven years then, because PJ Hall's at least a junior. No, they have seven years, so this year will be like eight and nine. Oh, I see. Okay. One, yeah. one has four years Four and already. three, and this yep, will be eight exactly. nine. I see what you're saying. Yep, okay. exactly. Um, they're, they're able to go to the bar together after the game. Exactly. And, like, their teammates just can't without a fake ID. But Get half off apps at Applebee's probably and then order beer with it. Which, who's really winning there? Well, Dollaritas. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I love Clemson. No. I have um, I'm I'm all the way in with you on that one. I actually put Clemson their front court in my like front courts group. This might be um, one of the better duos. Like get rid of like classification of position. This is one of the better duos in the conference. Yes, I would agree with you on that. I love I love PJ Hall and Chase Hunter. I think PJ Hall is criminally underrated from like a national level. He's better than like a lot of guys. Like CBS did their top 101 players or whatever. He's 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 better than a lot of the guys that he's rated below. It's just Clemson hasn't been, you know, like awesome. They've been fine, but like I'm telling you, like if if you sub him out for, I don't know, you sub him out for Armando Baycott. I honestly don't think there's like probably a big drop off of UNC. Like PJ Hall's yeah. legit, and Chase yep. Hunter is is really good too. I love that duo. I, I've got Clemson. Uh, I've I put together like notes here. I've got Clemson. Oh, you're using up. paper. Yeah. Wow. Clemson pops up a couple times for me. I made a list of just like teams that I'm like higher on than, than people I think, or like kind of just yep. irrationally high on. I got Clemson on that one. I got Clemson's front court. Obviously PJ Hall's in that group. Yep. I, I like Clemson and I wanted to get Chase Hunter on here, but I was like, man, I feel like I got too much Clemson in here. Like who's their other guy in the front court? Lead yeah. March. They got a couple guys. I mean, they picked up Jack Clark in the transfer portal, the NC state transfer. Who's like a solid stretchy kind of four. They've got, uh, is it Chauncey Wiggins, who was a freshman last year, I think, who could be a potential breakout guy? Uh, is it Shiflin? Shiflin? Ian Shiflin. I remember, he's kind, of, he's kind of just a chunky guy. That's all I remember about him. Yeah, he just kind of looks like a goon. But, like, he's, yeah. a, he's a decent enough depth role player piece. And then, uh, what's, is it Godfrey? I can't remember Godfrey's first name. Is it Charles Godfrey? Um, another kind of looking, swing. I want to say, fuck, where is it? He's like a swing athletic. Say, I was going to say Ian, but then I just remembered that's because I heard you say Ian Shuffman. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they have like they have like three or four RJ, guys. No, RJ PJ Godfrey. Hall's – RJ Godfrey. I think PJ Hall's the guy who will put up the big numbers and like be the star of that group. But I think they've got a bunch of pieces there that that give them solid depth. They've got kind of they, – they touch the – they cover the bases kind of with some athleticism, some shooting, some grittiness. Uh, they kind of get it all. And they've got a stud in PJ Hall who's a – Probably not a player of the year. Let's face it; he's probably just not going to get the pub for that. But I think all conference. But it doesn't matter to him, right? All conference is is definitely doable. Yeah. No. So I think we covered Clemson there pretty good. But no, I agree that definitely a team where I think they could finish second I, like, in, the, in the ACC. Yeah. And like I mentioned, four teams that like are might be the top four, but I could easily see Clemson being ahead of. I they could win the conference. 
in the regular season. I would not be surprised. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, so no. Top four, I think, is honestly, I, I kind of expect that. Yeah, definitely a team. And like, that's a topic where I did not really address my notes, but I agree with you on that one. Cool. Look at yeah. us. We're, we're awesome. Um, yeah. The other two highlights. You're like Chase they, Hunter and I'm like PJ Hall. That's like the duo that we are. Yeah, exactly. That's so cute. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. High lows. Two other ones. I got Miami and NC State. Um, Miami with Nigel Pack and Norshad Omier. Um, coming off Final Four run, they are going to have to uh, replace a good chunk of production from a year ago with Jordan Miller and Wong gone. Um, but I can definitely see them doing it. And then, you know, Wooga Poplar is kind of like the, the forgotten guy from last year's team who started and definitely could be another guy who could be part of that high-low combination there. Or just putting Nigel Pack and Wooga Poplar in a, as a guard duo, too. Yeah, if we were doing a list of, like, and, and I didn't get enough in the weeds on this, but if we were making a list of, like, true breakout guys, Wooga, Wooga Poplar would be on that list. Um, I actually added, I, I did a couple of other things, and I tried to get, a, a, like, a player from each power conference. And again, this isn't meant to be, like, the best player in either of these lists. I just, I just tried to pick out a freshman that I'm intrigued by and a transfer that I'm intrigued by, at least. Just guys who I'm going to be watching. Uh, the ACC freshman that I picked was actually a couple of them. Really, it's just the Duke pups. There's like three of them. Uh, is it Caleb Foster? Caleb Foster, Jared McCain. Yeah, those two especially, and then yep. like TJ Power. Yep. I'm just, I'm just really intrigued to see like what roles those guys play because they're all like top 20 recruits. Ooh, can, can, and, can I hop in here? I want to see if you're going to say what i wrote down here okay so for my newcomers i did put duke i put great class incoming but they also return a lot bigs it's kind of like if you watch like those fab five documentaries from years ago that michigan team had a good team the year before with a lot of returning guys and then just an amazing group of freshmen who eventually they all started that season um so anyway tough to peg these freshmen right away just because you don't know what their roles are going to be um and i think Looking at, I feel like it's going to be easier for the freshmen to find minutes up front. So I look at TJ Power quite a bit than in the backcourt. Because like their backcourt's kind of full with Proctor and Roach. Now, that's not to say McCain. Yeah, I know. And that's not to say like they won't produce right away. But it's going to be interesting to watch that. Yeah. I think I think what you'll see more than what you generally see with like four high four-star, low five-star freshmen is they'll have maybe – They'll, they'll have the opportunity to play like very specific roles. And I guess you can look at that in a positive way in that, like they won't be expected to maybe do a lot. Like I think it's the foster kid who's known as just an absolute lights out shooter. Well, if, if his job now is to come off the bench and just be play at play space, the floor for those guys and be a shooter, maybe he can do that. I guess if you want to look at that, maybe in like a, you want to maybe critique it even closer like maybe it's actually tougher to play a super specific role sometimes for freshmen who just want to basically be able to just play free. If you're mm-hmm. playing a if you're playing a very specific role on a team that where you're like clearly not the guy and you've got to learn how to play off of guys who are the guy. I, and I you're used I'm, to being the guy. Yeah, as a as a UNC fan, I'm kind of hoping maybe there gets to be maybe a little bit like a too much talent kind of situation for them. But uh, I I I think Duke should be ranked number one in the preseason, and I do think they're going to be really good. Unfortunately. I guess I'm just intrigued to see what those freshmen bring them because, um, you know, there's four of them. So I, I I think it's hard to imagine, John, at least one of them not popping. Right, exactly. Yep. And then the transfer that I've got, 
I got two of them actually. Uh, you want to go back to Clemson? Uh, they added Syracuse's leading scorer from last year. Uh, Joe Gerard. He averaged 16 and a half points a game last year. I feel, now, does, he do, a, does he do it quietly or do I just not watch him enough? You probably just don't watch him. Enough. I mean, he probably okay. does it quietly. Syracuse has just been boring. Like I said, like they're just kind of been off the radar. And so I do think like he's probably not going to average that many points a game this year for Clemson. I think he will play a lesser role. He's not a great, it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to playing in a different defensive structure but I think they've got enough defensive guys to kind of hide him a little bit on that end. And I do think he'll give some offensive punch. I'm intrigued to see, I guess, what that role looks like for a team that I think is going to be good. Would you um, like to then, predict their starting five? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't, okay. I don't, okay. I don't okay. For a second. Okay. Um, perfect. And then Matthew Cleveland is the other one. You mentioned Miami as a team. That's a team actually that I'm, I think I'm lower on than a lot of people. A lot of people I have them put ranked in like the top 15. I'm not that high on Miami. Like, I'm not low, but I guess I'm lower than the consensus. And I guess I'm just intrigued to see, can Matthew Cleveland do, like, can he replace Jordan Miller? I mean, Jordan Miller was awesome. Good, yeah. He was really good. And so, and he can Matthew talked Cleveland, about a ton. Right, and can Matthew Cleveland be that for them? Because I think if he can, that kind of changes the calculus on what you can expect from Miami. Yeah. Okay, Um. so I'll get through mine here. NC State, I toss on Casey Morsell and DJ Burns. I love watching DJ Burns. Just a massive human being on the court. It's yeah, he's not small. Yeah, he's, he's not, not small. small at all. Yeah. Um, and you're going to hate me. Uh, I'm not sure if this is another one you're going to say, but our Tar Heels have a ton of transfers, Biggs. They do have a lot of transfers. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how it works out, mostly because I'm a fan of their team. Um, both Harrison Ingram, uh, Cormac Ryan – both going to be contributing or hopefully contribute a lot. Um, and then Jalen Withers and Paxson Wojcik coming over too. So they have a ton of guys coming in. Um, and especially in, you know, if Hubert Davis misses another tournament, he's not going to be fired, but people are going to be like talking about, is he on the hot seat for next season? So he, he needs a good year. Well, lucky for you. I put a list together of teams from, from multiple conferences. I tried to pick a team. I didn't pick that many. I got four teams, but teams that I think are due for bounce backs. And I have, I have North Carolina. Okay. Tell me I think why. they're due for a, I do. I think they're due for a bounce back season. A, because I think the expectations are lower. I don't know if they're going to be like significantly better than they were last year. Like they weren't in the grand scheme of things. They were what, like a top 45 team in the country last year, probably a top 40 ish yeah. type of team. Like they, 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 they were in like the first four out for sure. So. Right. And when you're yeah. ranked number one in the preseason, that's viewed as a colossal failure. And it was a colossal failure. But if you're looked at as like, can you be like the 15 to 20th best team in the country? I don't think they have to get a lot better. I do think the transfers, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm buying like the fits. Um, I'm buying the effort made early in the preseason by them to play faster, play with more tempo, bring back the Carolina break. They were just too slow. We talked about that a bunch last year. I mentioned it all the time. I hate watching how slow they are. I think they're going to try to play faster. Will there be ups and downs? Yes. I'm not expecting a top 10 team. I don't think they're going to be like amazing, but I do think last year it felt like we got a lot of lows and we got no highs, yep. right? There was just like, there were no highs of like, man, this, see, there's a really good team in there. It was, I don't know, this team, this team was good last year, but then they sucked a lot of times. I think we'll get a little, a, a few more moments where we're like, Ooh, maybe this seems something. So, kind of a bounce back. Okay. I like that. Do you have? Did you have another one for the ACC? 
Nope, I'm all okay. ACC'd out. All right. This time you've made. I got one more ACC thing, and okay. I and I this is this is poor. This is okay. poorly done by me. This is yeah, poorly this is done awful. by me because I, I hate ending on this. You're ruining um, my flow. Sorry, I hate ending yeah. on this. It's a Duke. It's a Duke thing. I I just named like individual. I tried to go through positions and just point guards, shooting like wings, bigs that I kind of wanted to just give a give a note to. I enjoy bigs too. I think Jeremy Roach is getting underrated. All of all of Duke talk is just big old boners for Filipowski and like enormous boners for Tyrese Proctor. Yep. Did people not watch Duke last year and notice Jeremy Roach was their best player? Let's look at the stat line. This Wait, is how, where, how much did he start though? Was. He how, was how, much did he, how much did he start though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he started all the games, but I just think this is where this is where the college basketball the struggle for media, for analysts, for fans to separate Jeremy Roach and insert any player here. It's not just a Jeremy Roach thing. Jeremy Roach, the prospect versus Jeremy Roach, the current player. He's a better player than Tyrese Proctor, but he's underwhelmed compared to what the prospect. He's not, he's not going to be a lottery pick. He's not going to be a draft pick. And so he's, and so he kind of gets swept under the rug because he's, he's, he's old. He's not the newer, more flashy, sexier thing. I think he's he reminds me of, I could see him being very much like the uh who was the kid when they won the title a couple of years ago uh with uh, Tyus, Quinn the other Cook, point Quinn Cook. Quinn, Quinn Cook. Cook. I, I could see the parallels there are unfortunately very obvious to me. I think Duke's gonna be really good. I really hope they suck. But mm-hmm. we also don't hate Duke because they're bad. We hate them because they're always good, and so we want to beat them. Yep. All, all right, right. now I'm all ACC'd out. Please don't all make right. me talk any more ACC hoops. Yep, you pick the ACC for me to start. I'm going to pick the Big 12 for you to start. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Big 12. I think this is the best conference in the country. Although, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. People always say that. People always talk about, like, this conference is the best conference. No, this Big conference East. is the best conference. Big what, if in, what if at one point someone said, this conference is going to be the best conference? And then everybody in the entire world was just like, yep. Then what? How would anyone's life be any different? So it's just a Why do we do this? Why do we you, sit and be like, what I, I, I just love how you complain about what people talk about. I remember on our bachelor party, you're complaining about how much like Will Levis and the drop down the draft board and how they're just obsessed like that a quarterback wasn't being selected. And you're like, yes. And you're like, look at his girlfriend, look at his sister, or sisters, his mom. He, he'll be okay. He's fine. And I, I will say, I, I'm pretty sure he, him and his girlfriend broke up. Just bet you he's got a hotter one now. <laughs> he might after Probably. last week's performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have him lining up for him. Yep. <laughs> it's like the Barney thing, man. The guys, the guy's a multi-million. He's a billionaire or whatever. He can throw a hundred on the line and reel in ten chucks hotter than you. Says that to Robin when she's when she's dating that billionaire member. Oh, we're not talking about the purple dinosaur. No, no. Oh, darn it. I love you. He's, no. <laughs> anyway, Big 12. Uh, what do you want to talk about first with the Big 12? You're, you're leading it off, Biggs. You, you well, are, we you are, you are Ichiro Suzuki. You're we not. We off with backcourts, perimeter cores last time. I will start with backcourts again. I like it. And I pr- I do feel like this one I did maybe do the obvious layup one, which is Ooh. I re- I really like. Oh, is it the one I have? I I don't know. Maybe on three we say it. Okay. One, two, three. Houston. Houston. <laughs> okay. Did you say Houston is? Yeah. I did. Cool. Nice. I like that <laughs> perimeter group. 
Uh, Jamal Shedd, one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's got probably not player of the year capability, but maybe defensive player of the year. He's really Great good. Great character, too. One of my favorite one of my favorite point guards. You know I have a soft spot for those kind of floor general point guard types. Um, I'm a big fan of your guy. Uh, is it Emmanuel Sharp? Yes. Big fan yeah. of him. I think Terrence I- Arsenault is due a breakout year. And they added LJ Cryer in the transfer portal. That's a that's a perimeter group that God I think bless. is going to be really hard to deal with for a lot of people. There you go. I honestly don't know if LJ Cryer is like I know I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I wouldn't be surprised if he does not start sometimes. Maybe because I think Pretty their perimeter group is so good. Yeah, they have options there for sure. Yeah. Um, would you like to predict? No, I'm not gonna ask that again. Um, but no, it, it's cute how we have the same ones. So I feel I like I don't have to elaborate on anything you said. Okay. Um, I have a couple high lows here, Biggs. That and like this conference is the one that I have the least amount of kind of talking points. Um, because it's the best. It's the best league, though. Yep. High low. I've got Kansas Hunter Dickinson, and I put either Dewan Harrison and uh, Kevin McCuller. Um, you know, Har- Harris just like he's not a flashy guy. Um, he, he kind of does a little stuff, pressures the point guard, an- annoys the defender, harasses the defender, or harasses the defender. As a defender, harasses the offensive players. Um, and McCullough's just a load at the wing. And so, nice little combo there. Um, Texas, I got I talked tossed in Tyrese Hunter and Dylan DeSue. But again, you could do Max A. Smith in there instead. Um, I can't tell if you're, like, biting your... your uh, I'm picking on my lip. It's a bad habit. Okay, that's what you're doing. I feel like you're like it was either that or you're trying to hold back on saying something. So I'm glad no, that that's no, you're right. good. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's kind of what I have for high lows. Um, do you have any in there in that category? I didn't do anything with high lows. No. Um, while we, I mean, we can touch on Texas and Kansas. I picked a when I did my when I did my freshman that I'm intrigued by and my transfers that I'm intrigued by. The transfer that I'm kind of intrigued by in the Big Twelve is Nick Timberlake. Because you mentioned you mentioned Dewan Harris and Kevin McCuller, and I guess nobody seems to mention Nick Timberlake. And I do think I, I talked about this a little bit in our Big Twelve preview, but like I don't see this Kansas team as like like they're they're going to be ranked one in the preseason or somewhere. I said they'd be ranked somewhere in the top three. I don't know if they've got the perimeter juice though that like really scares you. Like, Dewan Harris is a good player, and Kevin McCullough is a good player. Those guys are not great scorers. They're not. I think it's kind of like they have to have everything go right. I worry that they can – I worry that they're going to be a team that could potentially go deep in the tournament, but also they could be like last year where they get got a little early because they don't have a lot of perimeter juice. And some of that will depend on El Marco Jackson, who's a freshman. Yep. And, and I guess can Nick Timberlake be a perimeter – I don't expect him to be like a perimeter alpha, but – He's also going to be incredibly valuable or necessary just because they don't have a lot of guys that can shoot. Yeah, and he's like bringing a, that, in. By, that's his by, reputation right there is shooting. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're going to need every one of them because by bringing in Hunter Dickinson, they they sub out Jalen Wilson for Hunter Dickinson. In in from last year's roster, KJ Adams was their five man last year, and a, he was a small ball type of five man, right? At six 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 seven, I think he can play the four. But he's not going to play the four in like this new agey, like stretch the floor type of four man. He's an athletic four who can handle and defend and like motor, but he's not going to shoot it. 
and McCullough's not a good shooter. Dewan Harris isn't much of a shooter. Dickinson is a center that's capable of shooting, but it's not like a he's not like a shooting threat. Like people are going to be like, go ahead, shoot it. And he'll knock down a couple, right? It's yeah. not, he's not like a scaring you to death type of shooter. Nick Timberlake probably needs to be like a high volume three point gunner for them. All right. All right. So yeah, the next, the rest of mine here, Biggs is kind of just newcomers. Um, I did have Nick Timberlake on there, but one of I have is Houston. Um, not any players, just literally the whole team. They're a newcomer to this conference, Biggs. They are. Yeah. Um, and could be the best one in the league. We'll see. Um, let's see. A. Smith coming over from uh, Oral Roberts. Has put up huge numbers for like three years over there. He had that year where he's kind of the tur- tournament darling. Um, so we'll see how he does. Jacoby Walter, um, top freshman, could be a freshman player of the year candidate there. Um, Ray J. Dennis, your boy, coming over from Toledo. You love this guy. Yeah, I think that Baylor, I mean, that Baylor tandem in the backcourt is going to be yeah. potentially really fun. And they added Jaden Nunn as well. I think they've got a perimeter core that uh, is probably maybe better than Houston's. More high-powered in terms of in terms of scoring prowess. Yeah, yeah I, I like I like that group. Yeah. I picked uh, the freshman that I picked that I'm intrigued by is Omaha Beliu, the Iowa State kid. Just because he, he's going to have a chance to contribute right away. I think so. Yeah, I think he and I think he's gonna be necessary. Like there are other freshmen I, I do think like Jacoby Walter, the hype on him is high. Yep. And the hype on Del Camarco Jackson is really high. So I, I don't know if he's like the best freshman in the conference or something, but I do think there's a chance. Like I'm I'm kinda in on Iowa State. I think they're gonna be a lot of fun. And I do I'm I'm with you. Like Texas, I'm intrigued by. I'm actually that's a team I'm lower on. We talked about that in the Big 12 Freeview. I'm a Texas hater. You I'm lower hater. on them. I don't. I, I'm. I'm a little. I could see there being a lower floor on them than, than, uh, than like a. I think some people do. So I think they're going to be good, but I guess I would not be surprised if we look up midway through the year and and things have maybe gone a little sideways for them or they've taken on a little more water than we were expecting. All right, and then let's see. Do you have anyone else? I got one more thing. Um, yeah, my front, my front court. Ooh, front courts. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't have a guess. Actually, I was gonna guess, but then I don't have one. Oh, if you want to, you can. Uh, TCU. Yes. Oh my gosh, Kaluma and wait, did did I? That's Kansas State. Oh my shit! Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of TCU's now. That's not Nacon Tomlin. No, that's Kansas State. Okay, I was gonna say because I saw he got suspended. Yeah. And I've told you, I always get those two schools mixed up. They're purple. That's why. Exactly. It's perfectly reasonable. And no, TCU's, TCU's uh, front court is is deep and big and athletic. <laughs> Emmanuel Miller, I think, has first league, first con- first team all conference potential. He was a big get for them coming back. I think he averaged like 13 and know, 13 and seven or something. I mean, he is a he is an athletic versatile big man or kind of like a three and a half type uh jacoby coles was a guy who filled in for for your boy uh who was the big eddie eddie lampkin he's kind of an undersized five man uh xavier cork actually xavier Cork. i've got them mixed up xavier cork was the guy who filled in at the five jacoby coles is a is an athletic kind of chunky butt but he could shoot it a little bit uh chuck o'bannon 
Another wingman who can who can shoot a little bit. Micah Peavy, who's listed as a guard, but he's like 6'7", and he's like 220. And so I took some liberty to to make my front court seem better by putting him as a front court guy. There you go. And then Ernest Duday is a former five-star guy who who looked solid in very limited minutes last year for Kansas. Intra-conference transfer, who I think there's a chance, like, they're just going to be... They're gonna they're gonna play in some games that look gross. Like I don't think they're gonna shoot it well as a team, but I think they're gonna be a team that just out athletics you and is like the old North Carolina thing where their best offense is a missed shot. I, I think there's team. a little bit of that potential with this TCU group where you just put the ball up on the rim and let these bunch of thoroughbreds go and and overwhelm people physically. And I think they're they're gonna be able to do it. Yep, love that. Thank right, you. Give me another conference. Big East. Big East, the best conference this year in college basketball. Big, screw the right. Big Twelve. Now what do we do? We just um, agree. <laughs> I love it. No, debate me, Bigs. Yeah, I know. It just makes the world. <laughs> most, uh... Um, let's see here. The first ACC, I start off with guard, so I'm not going to do that one. First, uh, let's see front court. I got Xavier, Zach Fremantle, and Jerome Hunter. Are those guys going to play at all this year? Am I missing something? Yeah, I think they're both hurt again. I think they're both literally out for the entire year. Dear God, what is Fremantle always hurt? Maybe I know Jerome Hunter's got like a heart thing. Unless that's unless there's new news on that within the last like week or two. Oh my gosh, I just give up on life. All right, ignore us. But they do have a Boo Usman, your mean green big man. I don't care anymore. I'm not prepared for this. You you take over this one. (laughs) All right, I got a Big East front court that I think you'll like as well. Um, and again, Better I'm kind than of fudging. Mantle and Hunter would have been. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of fudging the. Uh, these guys might be kind of classified more as like perimeter four out type of forwards, but I'm putting them in the front court, and that's Villanova. Eric Dixon at the five, one of the. I don't even know if he's one of the better fives in the conference because the conference has some really damn good fives, but he's he's right up there. And they add a couple of really good transfers in in. Uh, Tyler Burton from Richmond, who is, he's like probably more of like a, he's like a three, four Hakeem Hart from Maryland, who's like six, eight versatile kind of swing man type. And Lance Ware, who's kind of a jumping Jack energetic five man from Kentucky. I think that makes Villanova's front court, like (laughs) potentially really tough. I think they've got, they've got depth there. All three of those guys, Dixon, Hart, Burton are, double figure like proven double figure scores for halfway decent teams and i i just think they've got like a bunch of lineup flexibility where they can play small they can put lance Ware as like i can i can picture in my mind lance Ware being valuable as like a 10 minute in the game hair on fire type of guy he's probably not gonna play like a big role for them but he's a change of pace from dixon who is like very slow methodical back you in just throw his ass into you and kind of beat you up I think Hart and Burton give them kind of a switchability that that Villanova likes to play on the defensive end of the floor, and and they can space it and shoot it. I'm really big on Villanova this year. I think they're going to be really really good, and part of it is I think this front court is potentially terrific. Love it. Question for you. Okay. Is uh, Cam Jones injured for for extended period of time? For Marquette? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, what about Tyler Kolick? I don't believe so. Okay, they're a backcourt I have. All right, 
I'm back on tracker picks. There we go. Yeah. Uh, might be the obvious choice here. An incredible backcourt here. Uh, Tyler Kolick, incredible year, year, a year ago, 13 and seven assists. I knew he had a great year and I knew he's a great scorer. I didn't realize he averaged seven assists per game. And from the year prior, he basically doubled his scoring output. Um, his efficiency took a huge jump. Yeah. And so great player last year. Uh, and then Cam Jones, just another great stud in the backcourt for them. Um, senior and junior there. So definitely a lot of experience there. So, um, I have them as my top backcourt for players that are not injured. I like it. You okay. throw in Stevie Mitchell, who's going to start for them. I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a glue piece who who plays a little defense. And Chase Ross is a a former highly rated player who didn't really get a ton of burn last year. Who I could see playing a little more this year. I'm pretty sure their top recruits, Train Norman and I think Zade Lowry. We're like top 100 guys. Both those guys are perimeter pieces. I do think Marquette is going to be. The concern that I have with Marquette is that they're not going to play any defense, but if they're not going to play any defense, they might as well just play four guards. And who was the, who was the kid they lost? Uh, Maxence Prosper. If you just lean all the way into replacing Maxence Prosper with. they'll, They'll play Joplin. Yep. And when Joplin's not playing, play one of those small guards and you just play four guards out there and just space and pace. I think they're going to be involved in a lot of shootouts. I think that could be kind of fun. I think they're going to be good. I do think they're overrated in the preseason. Like, aren't they rated like fifth or something? They're, they're rated. Yeah, right around there. And uh, I always, I always hate jumping on that bandwagon where um, a team jumped up so much and like they didn't have, it's not like they had a ton of like, ridiculous like influx of turnover on the team going into last year almost not and yeah and then they ended up being going from an eight or a nine seed the year prior and the only reason i know that is because north carolina beat them in the first round by Uh quite a bit and then all of a sudden they're top 10 team the following year yeah yeah and and, and, i always fall victim to that jump and it's like okay do they come back down or were they actually that good you know right I think, I mean, I think they're going to be good, but I don't think, I, I just don't look at this, I don't look at Marquette and see fifth best team in the country, I guess, but um, I guess the, the other team's got to be in front of them somewhere. But I do think that perimeter just grouping in general, especially Kolak and Cam Jones, um, yeah, I think I think that's got potential to be really, really high-powered, robust offensively. Yep. That was my That was my guard group as well. So, Perfect. Probably you're right. It's probably obvious, but sometimes obvious it's it's obvious for a reason. We have to pick the obvious sometimes. So suck our dicks, people who hate it. Yep. All right, I've got a couple more here. Not sure if you want to go with one of yours. Yeah, I guess I've got. Let's see. I have. I already talked about Villanova. That's a team I'm higher on than than a lot of people. Here's a couple of individual players. I tried to pick out a point guard. Uh, I tried to pick out a wing that I'm intrigued by, and I tried to pick out a uh, like a front court do, dude. Uh, I've got Tristan Newton as my point guard. I think all of the UConn hype it feels like is about uh, the big man and the freshman guard that's coming in, and Cam Spencer who's coming in as a transfer from Rutgers, and Danny Hurley just being a guy that uh, you know is is crazy. And I think Tristan Newton's growth over the course of last year 
the ceiling that he showed that he's capable of playing at, if, if he irons out some of the inconsistent nature of his game last season, if he is a little more steady, I think there's potential that UConn is as good as people think they're capable of being. Um, I think he needs to take a jump. And I guess I don't even think jump in terms of like he needs to score a ton of points. I think he averaged like 10 a game. But I think he's got stat, ste- a stat, stat sheet stuffer kind of potential, like a, like a 13 points, five boards, five assists type of guy who's who pops off for a triple-double every couple of weeks, and you're like, whoa, Tristan Newton. Everyone is uh, popping a big old boner for Klingon, and uh, who's the freshman guard that they got coming in? Um, shit, I'm not on that page. Um, not solo say- ball. It's uh, Lance Armstrong. It's uh, it's funny you say all this stuff about about Tristan Newton because I have him on my sheet. Nice. Um, I had him as part of a high low with him and and your boy Klingon. Yeah. Um, and my notes Absolutely. for him: ten and four, uh, assists per game last year, but did have some triple doubles a year ago. Is part of my notes. You don't see a lot of triple doubles in college basketball, and no. so your point about about him being a staff sheet stat sheet stuffer, um, I agree with. I got another guy who could be a stat sheet stuffer this year for a really good team out of the Big East. Let's let's start calling that triple S. It, it's tough to say that. Stat sheet stuffer. Yeah. Um, your boy Baylor Shireman. I got him too. I don't really know where to fit him because I don't think he's the best player on the team. I don't think he's one of the two best players necessarily. I don't think they have a best team. player. Actually, no, Cockburner's the best player. I think he's their most valuable. I think Trey Alexander's got potential to be their leading scorer. But I just I love Shireman as just kind of a he does everything. I think he actually led them in rebounds. Everybody talks about Cockbrenner, right? But Sherman averaged like seven boards a game. Yep. I think he's a guy who will, with Nemhard being gone, I think more playmaking responsibilities will fall on him. And I think that could lead to some some 18 points, eight rebounds, seven assists type of stat lines for him occasionally. I think there's a chance he's he's awesome. I mean, he was awesome last year for them as like the third or fourth best guy. I think he's capable of, of scaling up in, in responsibility. All right, because I also had Shireman, but I actually had him part of a grouping that I haven't even talked about yet. This is called the guards and high-low. Kind of a trio. Yeah. So uh, you're getting very close to the camera there, and I do not like it. <laughs> uh, two girls, uh, one cup. No, never mind. Okay. Uh, Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, and Cockbrenner. Um and then you can even add Ashworth in there too. Like it's a team where again, I don't it's tough to peg who their best player is. Um they're just incredible. They they're, they're going to win it all this year, Bigs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Big on Creighton. Yep. Big on Creighton. Cool. They also have a coach who has ties to North Dakota, so that's cool. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Uh, I had one other just player I'm intrigued by, and I've got other stuff too, but a, a front court guy worth mentioning because we didn't really talk about this team a ton on the pod, and I couldn't believe when we did our when we did our biggies draft, I don't think we drafted this guy, and I do think there's a decent chance he could be player of the year, dark horse player of the year guy, Bryce Hopkins from Providence. Okay. I think I think when CBS put out their top 101 players, he was like a top 10 guy, and I was like, wow. We just didn't I think we him. just completely had a blind spot on that one. We just completely missed <laughs> Bryce Hopkins somehow. And he was like, he was amazing last year. He was like 16 we're, and eight or something. We're he just was falling awesome. into those national media biases. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we, we are becoming media members. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So we're bringing, we're bringing him down, but I, I'm here to tell you Bryce Hopkins is pretty good. And so yeah. I think he's got to be uh, mentioned. I don't know how good Providence is going to be. I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be fine. 
but not like, I don't know if they're ever going to be a team that we're like, man, let's talk Providence. I just don't think they'll be as cool E this year. Ah, I see what you did that. See, see what I did there? That's yep. Yeah. I think Bryce Hopkins, though, is going to be like a double-double machine. And if they are good, it'll be because of him. And if they're bad, it won't be his fault. Sounds like a great, great team guy there. Yep. Yep. Um, I should have a couple more here uh, in the newcomer category. Uh, Steven Castle. Uh, wait, did you say that? Is that the guard you're thinking of for you? Stephon Castle. Yeah, that's the guard. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember, but yeah. I was okay. like, Ooh. well, there you go. I helped you. Uh, you. St. John's, you know, we have to mention they have Ricky Pitino there. Um, yeah. Also brings in your boy, Biggs, your boy. Jordan Dingle from Penn. Dingle. You love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's from Penn as well. I'm yeah. more of a Brown guy because I just like that there's a college called Brown. I, think that's I love fun. it too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What happened to silver or like platinum? You know, okay. Uh, Biggs, you take SEC. Oh, I got a couple of transfers. Uh, oh, we're not done. Okay. And this is a perfect ending to – this is a perfect like, like bookend to how we started this. I'll take the Xavier guards. Wait, because they're front courts. They're, 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 they're all good. So they're going to need those guards <laughs> to be good. Devion McKnight uh, coming over from Western Kentucky and Quincy Oliveri coming over from Rice. I'm intrigued to see if Sean Miller, I, I think Sean Miller is a good coach, but what I, what I found really promising about Xavier last year was that they weren't just like a grind it out, slow it down, grind people to a pulp type of team. They were, a, they were get up and get up and run the floor and play fast and so I'm curious if these two guards, if, if they continue to play that way or if he just did that because of the, the particular guys they had. If Sean Miller is willing to lean into playing in that, that kind of tempo or pushing that kind of tempo again, I think those two guards are going to be fun and I think they're going to keep Xavier at least kind of relevant. If long enough for if those two big men are capable of coming back. And I think Fremantle, I don't remember if he's done for the entire year already. He did something with his foot. And I don't know what Jerome Hunter's situation is. So it's kind of a bummer because I do think that that front court that you mentioned could have been really fun. But I guess we'll just have to settle for that backcourt potentially being really fun. Love that. I'm more of a backcourt guy anyway, so I'm fine with it. True. Um, SEC. SEC. Go. The Southeast Conference. Uh, I have got... N- name a category, then I'm going to guess. Team. All right. I have got, uh, let's see, a team that I am higher on than most people coming out of the SEC. I named four teams. I We already talked Clemson. We talked Iowa State. We talked Villanova. I have one more team that I am higher on than most people, and they reside in the SEC. Sorry, I wasn't really listening. What were you saying? A team I'm higher on than most people comes okay. out of the SEC. Um... I'm gonna go. Like I want to go A and M, but I feel like people are high on them. They um, people are high on them. Yep. Yeah, Auburn. No, but I do like Auburn. Then I don't know. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, cause of, cause of your boy Chris Beard. Yep, and the tra- and the transfers. Uh, I'm just. I think there's a chance that they are. Really, really good. And I'm trying to see here. All right, so they're still awaiting. All right, as of a week ago, Ole Miss is waiting for the NCAA decision on waiver decisions on Brandon Murray and Musa Cisse. 
probably going to be like two of their probably two starters, probably two guys who play big minutes potentially. Doesn't matter though. Doesn't matter. Two of their most valuable pieces, undoubtedly. If those two guys are deemed eligible, I guess hit the throttle down. That's that's the it's the great caveat here. I'm not all that high on Ole Miss if those two guys can't play. If they then I think Ole Miss is just kind of like a team that's scrapping to finish in the top ten. If those two guys are able to play, I think Ole Miss has top four potential in the SEC. Chris Beard is high level elite coach. They've got one of our favorite guys, Jamin Brakefield, yep. great role player at that four man spot. Matthew Morell, you know, a really solid returning guard. They got Alan Flanagan, really solid transfer guard from Auburn. If they can, and they added Jamarian Sharp, the big seven five guy from Western Kentucky, who you like. Yeah, the guard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if they can add Brandon Murray, he's he gives them a, a perimeter scoring punch to pair with Morrell and Flanagan. And if they add Cisse, they're probably a walking top, probably three defense in the conference. So I think there's a chance they're really, really good. I think it's like a they, they got a high ceiling with the, with those transfers, uh, a kind of a bleh floor if they're not deemed eligible. Rebel up. Yeah, let's go. I love it. Yeah, I love absolutely. It. All right. Um, let's see. I'll just spitball here a little bit. Come back. I got Trevon Brazil. Arkansas ah. coming back from an injury. Missed a lot of time a year ago. Was expected to be a huge player for them a year ago. Yep. Um, he comes back from injury. So expect big things from him. I think he's got player um, of the year potential yeah. in the conference. Uh, guard duos. You, you can probably guess who I'm going to put for guard duo. I wonder if it's the same. I don't have a guard duo, but I've got just a perimeter core or a backcourt core. Um, did you pick Kentucky? No. Me neither. Nice. Good. Yeah, I like that. You, you like testing me. I know. Uh, not Auburn. Me neither. Texas A&M. I have a front court for Auburn. Uh, and yes, it is Texas A&M. Nice. I do like them, but I don't have that group either. But I do like Texas A&Ms as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wade Taylor uh, gets the line a lot. Tyrese Radford, we talked about him. He's been in college for seven years. He knows like every dead spot on the floor um, in every gym in college basketball. Um, You could argue that that the dead spot on the floor is the player holding the ball being guarded by Tyrese Radford. There you go. See what I'm saying? Because he's a a really good defender. Yeah, exactly. And I love that his nickname is Boots. I don't know where that came from, but I'm in on it. But he's like the nickname Boots. I don't know why they call him Boots Radford. It's better than everybody else's nickname is fucking Boogie. It's a shame he didn't play for Radford. That would have been wild. Like you would his the name. Uh, would have been wasted there. But like, think about like if the like the whole thing where it's like you're not you don't play for the name on the back of the jersey, you play for the one on the front. Uh, would be really confusing for him. He's playing it's the same he's like, name. I play for all of them. Yeah, exactly. For all them Radfords. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, front court. I <laughs> is said. all you is all you really think when you think Wade Taylor just he shoots free throws? Basically. Okay. Because he's I really am, good. It's funny, like when <laughs> I hear the name Wade Taylor and I like envision someone in my head, it's not at all what he looks like. You're thinking James Harden, probably. No, not even that. It's the guy like, living at the charity stride. No, no, I'm talking about like physical appearance and like specifically like skin color. I'd expect just the whitest guy on a farmland. Um, he's Wade Taylor. Is he like Wade Taylor the fourth or something? Yeah, he is. Yeah, and like like his name's just been passed down from generation to generation on on his family farm. Yep. Um, that's what I think of for Wade Taylor the fourth. I mean, he is, isn't he from like rural Texas? I mean, there's a chance he was a farmer. Maybe. I guess he I don't know. Farmer. But yeah, 
he's probably the player of the year in the conference. He's probably one of the best five to 10 point guards in the country heading into the year. Yeah, I, I like that duo. I actually got a different perimeter grouping, though, than you do. Hey, Biggs, um, I'm going to interrupt here. Um, I Googled Wade Taylor, the fourth farm. Um, there is no family farm from the looks of it. Well, maybe there's a, maybe it's like an under the radar kind of farm. Like dark web. Maybe they just, maybe they just work on a farm. Maybe they don't own. Could be. You know, like, I feel like if you typed in my wife's dad's name farm, I don't know if that would show up either. But he owns like hog barns and stuff. Or he doesn't own them, but he, he works, he, he works the hog barns and stuff. Gotcha. So maybe that's what Wade Taylor one, two, and three do. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Assuming Wade Taylor one and two are even still alive, I guess. I don't, that'd be quite a. That'd be quite the line. And three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, how about Tennessee's perimeter group? Oh, you got Vescovy. You've got Z- Ziegler, who I know you hate. Well, um, when he, I don't even know when he's coming back, but just I think he'll him. probably be back by conference play. But yeah, you got Vescovy, Zakai Ziegler. You got Freddie DeLeon. You got Jordan Ganey. You got Jemai Meshack. And I'm going to fudge this one a little bit because I think he's kind of more like a three. He might kind of play like the four in their system. Uh, Dalton Connect, who is a player that I am uh, another Big guy. Transfer. The transfer that I'm intrigued by in the SEC is Connect. Um, that's 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 a lot of guards. And I do think like – I think there's a chance Tennessee like will play a little bit smaller this year than they have. Like they've – They've played like Olivier Kamwa the last couple of years at that at that four spot, right? And they've just been big and physical, and they beat the hell out of you. I think there's a chance they lean a little bit more into playing four guards at a time because they do have big guards. I think Connect. I mean, Connect is like six seven, like two twenty, um, and then they've also got my guy Josiah Jordan James, who I think has the chance to. He's probably better as a college four. He's like six six, and he he looks like a like a linebacker, you know, like. He's probably more of a four when he's playing the three. He's not as good because he's not a great offensive player. But if they sacrifice a little bit of just pure size and like height to get some of these guards on the floor, I think there's a chance Tennessee's ceiling gets a little higher. Like Vescovy can score it a little bit. Ziegler is a floor general point guard. Freddie DeLeon was a former like top 30 recruit who basically redshirted last year, who I think will be, who has a chance to be really solid. Jordan Ganey was a double-figure scorer uh, at a mid-major school last year and transfers in, and he lit it up in their little in their little scrimmage here the other end of the scrimmage their their exhibition game against Michigan State, and then Jemai Meshack is just like an absolute dog of a defender. They've got a lot of guards that that I think will vie for minutes. They get I'm, I'm intrigued by that group. Your thoughts? Wade Taylor averaged eleven and a half free throws per game last year. No, he didn't. Okay, I'm wrong. Five, five, four, six. <laughs> so half, half. Eleven and a half every two games. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I agree. Did you have Tennessee? You think as the favorite in the conference? I, I know I did. Uh yes, I did. I did. Um, I think I just explained why for both of us. Their guards are awesome, and guards win in the end. Mm-hmm. Mostly, most time. Um. Let's see what else I have. I got. I just have some newcomers left. Um, Kentucky, surprise, surprise. They have a load, loads of freshmen um, who will play a lot. Who's the most uh, intriguing one? You got to pick. You, you only get to pick one Kentucky freshman. Who are you most intrigued by? There's Wagner. There's Dillingham. 
DJ Wagner. Okay. Yep. I want Justin Edwards. Mostly because he's Dewan Wagner's son. I don't remember Dewan Wagner, so I guess I don't care about him. But I picked picked Justin Edwards. He had 100 points in a high school game and then did nothing with the Cavs. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Incredible. And he started that game. Okay. Probably didn't sit a whole lot. Probably not not going to the bench much. Probably not. Um, Grant Nelson coming over from NDSU to Bama. Um, I think both of us are kind of like wait and see how good he actually is at this level. Yep. Um, and then your boy, you love this guy, Biggs. Aiden Holloway uh, coming into Auburn there. Yeah, I think there's a chance uh, that he's going to be solid. I, I like Auburn. I think their front court, as you mentioned, is is supposed to be pretty strong. I am intrigued to see if Aiden Holloway and my boy KD Johnson can be, um, you know, viable pieces. We'll we'll see what to make of them. Only one of them has to pass it. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. And then those big men, they'll just they'll just get the rebound. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I had a big man in here that I just kind of wanted to mention because I don't know if he'll get mentioned a whole lot when we mention a team that I think is going to be pretty good, and that's Florida. I think a lot of the talk around them will be Riley Kugel. It will be who's the guard that's coming over from Iona, Walter Clayton. I think Micah Handloten has a chance to be um, a really viable piece for them as a center. He's like a seven-foot transfer from Marshall. He will anchor their defense. I don't think he's going to be a guy who scores a ton, but if he can anchor their defense and set screens and be an active guy underneath, I think there's 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 potential that he's really valuable. Let's put it that way. All right. Um, let's see. Let's go. Do you have anyone else from this conference before I go? I think I'm SEC'd out. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna go. You said you said you didn't do any, anything with low majors. And, Not a ton of low major stuff. Yeah. Um. Hang on. I gotta look at something. How about the Big Ten? Yeah. Let's go. Um. Got some high lows here, Biggs. I got Jameer Young and Julian Reese over at Maryland. Nice. I have them as my front court group. Julian Reese, Dante Scott, and Jordan Geronimo. So there you go. Look at that. Look at us. Kind of thinking similar lines there. Yeah. Uh Wisconsin, I got Stephen Crowell with uh the Chucky Hepburn and Connor Asijan. I keep hearing I his was- name as as a big breakout candidate. I have Wisconsin's guard group as my perimeter core. Chucky <laughs> Hepburn, Connor Asijan. Max Klesmet and AJ Store, the St. John's transfer. Gosh, we're just in sync right now. Yeah. Chucky Hepburn, I think, has breakout potential. I thought he was going to be a breakout guy last year. He was okay last year. Post sleep hyper? Maybe. Oh, I think boy. so. But the thing with Wisconsin no. post, is he's not going to post type sleeper. Post type sleeper. Post type sleeper. I don't think yeah. he's going to put up enough numbers to be like truly recognized as one of those. Like he'll average like 12 points, you know, because Wisconsin is just kind of Virginia North. Um, I also have Tyler Wall as one of my big men, like my forwards worth just mentioning. I think they were on track to be a really solid team last year. They almost beat – did they beat Kansas? They almost beat Kansas. They beat Dayton, I think, in, a, in like the – not Maui, but uh, what's the other one that's in Paradise? Um, where they play in the ballroom. What is that one? God dang it. Atlantis. Battle for, battle for Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis. And Tyler Wall was – he was uh, he was tracking it looked like to be like an all league type of guy for them. He was going toe to toe with Jalen Wilson. Then he got hurt, and I don't think he was ever quite the same. So if he is back, I think he gives them like the true alpha that I think they kind of need. So I think the Tyler Wall Chucky Hepburn high low could be pretty darn good. 
Um, ooh, I have a newcomer. Uh, Mackenzie Abaco, and I want to talk about. He got arrested recently, Biggs. I had for... Ace Baldwin as my as my transfer newcomer, so I, okay. I'm not that intrigued by him, though. I don't think Penn State's going to be all that good, but Ace Baldwin's awesome. But yeah, you go ahead and talk Mackenzie Mbako because he did make yeah. a great decision. I want. Um, I want to. I just want to address it. Um, I don't see issues with it, Biggs, because who among us has never gone to Taco Bell late at night wanting tacos, and then all of a sudden they're just closed? It's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. they're supposed to be open all night, or at least till like True. two a.m. Yeah. Have you do, do McDonald's stay open late for you anymore? Because in Sioux Falls, they all close at like nine o'clock. I think like it's a select few that do. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to know which one it is? What are we doing here? Yeah. Like you go out, you go out on the night, like out on the town. Um, I kind of want to grab some McDonald's on my way home. Or Taco Bell. And, or Taco Bell. Now I've had and to if they're not there. open and I told the Uber to drive there, um, arrest me. Well, that's been well. That's been that happened to us a couple times. We've tried going to like a McD's on our way home because we just yeah. we drive by it and it's closed. It's like we don't. We're not at the point anymore where we stay out till two a.m. We're leaving. No, at like we're not. <laughs> we're leaving at we're leaving at a reasonable time, midnight, ten a.m. ten p.m. And McDonald's ain't open anymore. Yep. I was a horseshit. I, I I agree. So I think we addressed it. Not an issue in either of our minds, right? Yeah. The freshman yeah. that I'm intrigued by. I know you mentioned him, Mike McKenzie and Baco. I got Scotty Middleton. Is Ohio State going to be not shitty this year? And if they are, uh, how I think Scotty Middleton will be kind of that perimeter alpha that they need because I think they've got good role players kind of fitting around. They need a guy who can who can go get buckets, as they say. I think Scotty Middleton can be that guy. Okay. Um. Okay, I'll give you my high low. Newcomers, oh, I got Xavier Booker, top big center recruit coming in from Michigan State. I also have a guard duo at Michigan State, AJ Hogart and Tyson Walker. Yeah, I like it. I mean, they're they're definitely dry. they're the reason for the hype train of Michigan State kind of going where it is right now. Can one of those guys take the next step and be more than just kind of a good player? Because they were just kind of a good team last year. Yep. Can they take the step and be a top five, top ten type of team? If if so, I think one of those two guys, probably Tyson Walker, um, is, is taking a jump. I got a point guard that I mentioned here, and, and we're just kind of we're flying through some of this stuff, which is great. Um, Braden Smith, Purdue guard. I know all the talk is about, hey, did these can these Purdue guards take a step up? I heard this on one of the one of the pods I like to listen to. I can't remember who said it, but I'm going to kind of parrot it because I'm like, damn, that's that's a really great line. Braden Smith put up better numbers last year than Tyrese Proctor. Why is Tyrese Proctor looked at as? an All-American candidate this year, and Braden Smith is just kind of a, hey, can he not suck for Purdue to be okay? Because people love recruiting rankings. They love recruiting rankings, 100%. And so I think Braden Smith, I think he will play better. And I, and like it could very well, and to be that Proctor is better this year. We don't know, but I see. Sure. I, I, I mean, I think Proctor's going to be good. Slash that I person. Think, I just think the excitement over the fact that he was a five-star originally, I don't know, like, what? I just, I, I don't know. I just think like you, you hear that and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Everybody's obsessed with, with Proctor and Braden Smith for whatever reason, just because he's a white dude at Purdue, not at Duke. and wasn't a five-star kid. Yep. Just kind of an afterthought. I think there's a chance that he, I, I do think they do need to play with a little more freedom. Their guards, like early in the year, they were playing with that freedom and they were, they were moving the ball around. And then late in the year, they got obsessed with dumping it into Zach Eady every single time. And they like forgot how to play. Yep. And so... I think 
I think that'll be that'll be something worth monitoring with Purdue. They'll win a ton of games, but will they? How will they win those games? Yep. I think if Brad Smith is actualized, I think they're going to be. They'll have a higher tournament ceiling. And I think uh, I think a big reason also is whenever Purdue lost the game, it was always blamed on those guards. Yep. Um, and as I say that, Zach Eady just broke through my door here, and he's about to set the record straight. Oh no! Actually, I, I I'm joking. Nice. He wouldn't. I don't know if he'd fit underneath your door. That's true. That's true. He'd have to duck. <laughs> Not a lot of doors uh, are safe in five. To be honest with you. Yeah. No. Um. No. I see what you're saying there. Um. No, and I kind of made a mental note that I can definitely see a breakout between those guys, mostly just because they're sophomores. And I just had this expe- expectation that all sophomores are going to break out. So we'll see. Um, front court. Let's see here. I tossed in Hawkins and Danger at Illinois. Hawkins, possible post type sleeper? Maybe. Yeah, I, I could see that. Possibly. Uh, and then Danger is just a load inside. Um, Absolutely. 10 points per game, but a very efficient 10 points per game a year ago. Um, and then I also have that uh, TJ Shannon gives them a little high-low potential there, too. Yeah, I mean, I think TJ Shannon's got player of the year. <sighs> it's hard to call anybody player of the year potential when you got Zach Eady in the conference, but I think if somebody other than Zach Eady wins it, I would say TJ Shannon is probably the best pick. Probably, I guess I'm trying to think of other ones, but he he'd he probably be, out, he, he he gets buckets. He'd be on that short list, yeah. Yep. And so I've got I've got two teams here. I've got one. I've got a bounce back team, Michigan. I think there's a chance they're pretty good. I like uh, my boy Doug D U G McDaniel. Doug McDaniel averaged like 11 points a game and like four assists like the last half of the season. So I think there's breakout uh, potential with young Doug. They got Olivier Conway, the Tennessee big man. And they add Jalen Llewellyn, who's coming back from an injury. They got former five-star big man Terrace Reed, who showed some signs last year in kind of a limited role as a backup. I think Michigan's going to be okay. And then a team that I'm lower on is Indiana. I'm not really buying the hype on them that much. I think all the hype about Khalil Ware, uh, he's got to like triple his. He's got to like triple his production to be like an eleven and seven guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He averaged like five points a game, though. Like a lot of hype about, again, I'm kind of pushing back. I really just try to push back on just like the assume everyone's going to be awesome because of recruiting rankings. And I know I'm probably guilty of it sometimes. Like as I say that, I'm thinking like, hey, the TCU big man, Ernest Uday, uh, was a former top 20 recruit. So I'm intrigued. But he's also like in a front court group of like five guys. So I'm not expecting it. With Indiana, I feel like Khalil Ware has to be like the man for them. And I, nothing about what he did last year showed me that he can be the man other than the man that's just like fouling out in 22 minutes yep. and shooting two of seven because he wants to float on the perimeter and shoot threes. I don't know. I, again, breakout potential with him, obviously. I don't deny it. I could be. I could, I could totally eat crow on that one. But I guess I think we're putting the cart ahead of the horse even more with him than we are with like guys like Klingon, who at least we've seen dominate stretches. So I'm kind of lower on Indiana, and I don't love their guards. I guess I don't even know where they're rated. I would not rank them as a top five team in the Big Ten. Fair. I'm like seven or eight. Okay. All right, let's get in. I just have mids and lows left. Um, I'm not. And I, did you do anything with mids? Well, I got Pac-12 stuff. So yes. Um, 
So I got guards. I got USC, Boogie Ellison, Isaiah Collier. Um, I got Oregon. Okay. I tried I to not I go do. USC because I, I know USC. I do is not have or I do not have Oregon anywhere because I never know what to think of them. Yeah, I know. And I told you, like, if they suck this year, just punch me in the face every time I want to mention Oregon again. This Love is it. This. If they suck this year, then I'm done on Oregon. I promise that. But they wrote me back in. I don't know if yep. it's those damn jerseys or if I've just I've been to an Oregon game and so I'm just I'm, I'm buying the hype. But I'm intrigued by the players. Keyshawn Bartholomew, Jermaine Cuisinart are both back. They were okay pieces for them last year. And then they added uh, Jackson Shellstead, who's like a top 40 recruit, who I think is going to be a really good college point guard. And I forget what Oquendo's name is, the Georgia transfer guard, who was was a double-figure scorer in the SEC. And all these guys are not all going to average double figures in points. I don't really – we we overemphasize, like, their scoring numbers. Um, It's the most obvious number that we can look at. But – all these guys have been productive in high major in high major conferences. And then you got Shellstead, who everybody is is raving about as kind of an under-recruited, really, really good four-star who's going to come in and play well. I kind of like that perimeter group. I think there's a, there's a chance that that perimeter core is, is pretty damn good. And part of it, I, I also think the Pac-12 just might not be all that great. And so I think they're, you know, they're maybe going to look a little better. Yeah. Um, let's see. FAU. I have, you. I could name off like five guards here. Now, In the Pac-12. I, I said FAU. I know. I thought we were talking Pac-12 still. Oh, I'm in. I'm in mids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Which, okay, I've got. I've got some other Pac-12 things, but that's okay. But it's all in the mids, bigs. All right. Fair enough. All right. right. Guards, go. So we we can go back to your Pac-12. That's all right. Yeah, we'll stick the mids, in the backcourts. Right? I've got some backcourts worth mentioning. Okay. Um. Yeah. FAU loaded at the guard position, but most notably Elijah Martin and John L. Davis. Um. Yeah. They're really I, good. I don't know if so. Secret scrimmage uh, storyline. I heard uh, North Carolina dominated FAU, but they didn't have Elijah Martin. So I'm not sure if that's a serious thing at all, or if it's just a precaution thing. No, they lost to UCF too, and I saw Elijah Martin in playing that one either. So yeah, I guess that's worth monitoring. But I, I think the more, notable, the more notable thing there though is UNC dominated a Final Four team from a year ago in a secret scrimmage. Yes. How about New Mexico? That perimeter group: Jamal Mashburn, Jalen House, Jamerl Baker. And a guy named True Washington, who is New Mexico's highestly highest rated recruit, top one hundred kid. His name is True, T R U. He's just in the E though. I know, but now you can just as say, an English teacher, Ooh. you should hate this. As an English teacher, you should hate it, dude. I f- I like that name far better than everybody named Aiden and Braden and Jaden and Zayden and and uh, Vince and yeah, and Caden uh, <laughs> and, and like all the all the play the hits on that one. My God. <laughs> and so and boogie you know because everyone's name has to be boogie nowadays Love I don't get that one i'm intrigued by that drew that, that group of guards i feel like the name boogie is just like an uncle or a grandparent naming their like their nephew or grandkid like boogie as a nickname so like I call for my that son reason Bubba, you know I, no i'm just gonna start calling your son boogie whenever i see him boogie and then i'm gonna make it his nickname boogie bigelow exactly it's actually got a nice alliteration it, it's not bad that. yeah and you just you just named yourself. People can now history. search you. Wilding People can now can now up. search you. Yeah. 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 Your first name is Deuce. Shaking in my boots. <laughs> uh let's see. Did you talk about duos? You like the, the high low kind of thing? I actually have one yep. for this. Oh, I've got like four. Nice. I'll go with mine and Ready? I bet you you probably have one. It's probably one of your four. Okay. Dayton, Deron Holmes and Malachi Smith. 
I did not put them actually. I think they've got the I've got I've got them as kind of maybe a bounce back team in the A10. I think they should be the best team in the A10 if they're healthy. Malachi Smith is probably the best guard in that conference. Deron Holmes is definitely the best player. There's no reason that that team should not be the best team in the Atlantic 10. Now that doesn't mean they'll make the tournament because they got to win their conference tournament because I think only one team's getting in, but they should be the best team over the course of the year. My high lows bigs. I got uh, St. Mary's, uh, Aiden Mahaney, Mitch Saxon, Al- Alex Dukas. Nice. Um, Gonzaga, while I do think they're going to be having a down year compared to the last five years, um, I do have Ryan Nemhard and your boy Anton Watson. Um, Arizona, Umer Balo with just pick a guard, Pele Larson, Kylan Boswell, and maybe parentheses question mark Caleb Love. We'll see. Probably not, though. Um, possibly my favorite though, Biggs. I need to watch Boise State this year. Tyson Dagenhart and Roddy Anderson. Yeah, I got I got Dagenhart as a player worth mentioning. I I love how he plays. I like that Boise State team. They got a couple guys. Max Rice is back. Uh, they got another kind of big man that's back too. I can't from what what was the name that you said with Dagenhart? Uh, Roddy Anderson. Okay, they got another. They got another forward too. Like. They got Max Rice. They got they got three double figure scores back. Max Rice, Dagenhart, and another kid. I think Boise's going to be really solid again. Yep. All right, what do you got? What do we have left? Uh, Isaiah Stevens, point guard that I that I just kind of wanted to mention. Colorado State. He's really awesome. He, I was going to say he plays for a green team. That's what I yep. remember. Yep. Colorado State. He's legit. So there's that one. Uh, Keon Brooks, wing guy from Washington. I think Washington has a chance to be like not complete trash. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think they're going to be okay. They're going to be at least kind of funny to watch because they'll have Mulcahy and who is a severe Wheeler as their guards. Neither one of those guys can shoot. They're both left-handed. One's really short. The other one's really tall uh, for guards. And then Keon Brooks and they have Frank Kepnong or whatever for the Oregon guy. Just a weird mishmash of players, but I think it could be kind of funny to watch. Um, and then the big man that I have for that conference is Brandon Carlson, the Utah big man, who Utah will be frisky, I think. They'll win a handful of games. And I think Brandon Carlson will be the guy that, for some reason, when you're like, how did Utah beat that team? Oh, this B. Carlson guy had 22 points and nine rebounds. Perfect. All right, I don't have much more in this section. I got newcomers. Um, Memphis has a shit ton of transfers. I know they're trying to get waivers on some of them. Um, Boise State, I have here listed too. Were you thinking about Chaboza Agbo? Did you say that? Yeah, I have that name listed. Yeah, Dallas he's returning from Texas Tech. Average eleven points per game a year ago. Interesting. Love it. From well, he didn't average eleven at Texas Tech. He he played at Boise last year. Am I thinking of someone else? Did I look at it wrong? Sometimes he, he started for he was a he was a key guy for them last year. Why so. do I think he's a newcomer? Uh, because he was at one point, I suppose. Maybe we're all newcomers at one point, Biggs. Indeed, uh, I got a couple transfers. Yeah, I did look at that wrong. My bad. Reese Waters, not Reese Dixon Waters. Dixon Reese Waters, Waters San Diego Dixon State Waters. guy. I'm not as high on San Diego State as some people either. Mostly just Gary Parrish because I think he just ranks teams based on literally what they did last year without actually caring about anything because he does no research, I think. Um, I don't you know how you, Gary Parrish. Like, you don't know how you can Gary rank Parrish. San Diego State in the top 15 Like if you're actually serious about your job. They're not a top 15 team. But 
I think Reese Dix. Uh, Reese, God, I see. I, I want to call him Reese Dix. Tell me why you think San Diego State is a top ten team, Dix. Yeah, because they were good last. Because they played in the national title last year. That's why. Top two. Apparently, top they were two. never a top ten team last year. But since they played in the title, they were actually the second best team. Exactly. This is oh man, unreal. But anyway, Reese Waters. I'm intrigued by what he can do for San Diego State. Can he give them a little offensive juice? And Jaden Bradley. You didn't even mention him. He's the Arizona guard that you didn't mention. That's true. I actually feel like there's a who, chance. Who's, who do you think will be better, Jaden Bradley or Caleb Love? I mean, I think Caleb Love will put up more numbers, but that means he's I better. Know, I don't equate He'll that. Probably to probably start better. more even. I yeah, I don't know. Maybe, probably, but I I think Jaden Bradley's a really good player, and I think there's a chance that he, by like the middle of the season, is the guy who's finishing games for them, playing the the more important minutes for them. And so I mentioned him because I think he's going to be awesome. Teams I'm lower on. I've got a team from the Pac-12 that I'm lower on, UCLA. And it's mostly just because I don't have proof of concept. Oh, sorry. I don't know what they they got coming in. Like, I know they got a bunch of European dudes. I know they they got Bona. But then they don't don't even know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then they also have that Adai, Mera, or whatever, like Cape. Kate Mara's brother, basically. Yeah, they got like yeah. they got like three European dudes who I think are gonna play big roles, and so I don't know. Maybe those guys will be awesome, but I also just don't love the guards. Like I think the guards are intriguing enough, but they're gonna all have to take really really big jumps for UCLA to be like a top, you know, twenty team or whatever. So yeah. I guess I'm just a little lower. I, I got to see it. Basically, hey, show me. You know. You got any loss? That's it. What I have left is lows. So whenever you're ready, I'm going to blow your brain with low major people. All right. Uh, Our Gauchos, AJ Mitchell and Johan Treor. High low. I also added in a new category here just for this specific team, a wing post category. I'm going to let you guess. You you actually might get this. A low major wing wing post? Wing post. Is it North Dakota State's? No. Uh, South Dakota States. No. Mm-hmm. I should have put Zeke Mayo somewhere, I think. Yeah, I kind of forgot about Zeke Mayo. Yeah. Dude's um, just, a, yeah. just a guy worth mentioning. We're, we're going to sit around remembering some dudes. I mean, Zeke Mayo. Yeah. Stud. I'm shocked he's still there. Yeah. No, it's one of our favorite teams, Biggs, that's named after a former Degrassi star. <laughs> Tucker DeVries. Yeah. And? And? Uh, Darnell Brody. Yep. There you go. Big man. Big chunky butt. Yep. Nice little combo there for them. Yeah, bigs. We are like five days away. Um, let, should, should I pull up Rothstein's Twitter? Find out. Oh, God. The T-Wolves are up 20 at half right now, so you know they're going to end up losing this game by at least 15. Have they won yet? Yeah, they beat like Miami, I think, at one point. Early in the – like they're – they've only played like three games, but – What's your opinion on this midseason – or not midseason. It is a midseason tournament, but it's like played basically right at the start. Do you like it? Do you like it's the not a, it's not a. It's not a tournament. If, 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 and in my mind, like a tournament is played in like subsequent days. I don't understand how it's like they basically. I don't. And play, like, what's the format? I've heard of. And then like four days later, they'll play another team, and then they'll play a game against someone else, and then they'll play this other team that's also in their tournament. It just it spans like a month. It's not a tournament. <laughs> All right, Bakes, Here we go. Look at the scheduling of it. Look at the format of it, and tell me how it's a tournament. I just that's okay. It's the I- NBA just trying too hard to be in the news. I will look and I will report back to you. 
Uh, all I know about it is it's a round robin, at least to start. Like six pools of five teams, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Ross team, 15 hours ago, only five days until the 23-24 college basketball season officially begins. Hashtag countdown. <laughs> Thank you, Rothstein. Yes. Love it. All right. Do you have anything else to add, Biggs? John, I'm just, I'm just fired up, man. I'm just, I'm really fired up. I can't wait. The season is right around the corner. Pretty soon, we'll be, we'll be doing some scrolling. We'll be breaking. Oh, down. We'll be doing. It's John. Okay, we are, we are basically. I, it's safe to say, right? We are through preseason, preview season. Yeah, because like All the next one next? we do. I mean, we're gonna talk uh, current season. No, <laughs> oh no, my boy. Wait, what's after preseason? Is current season? No, season. Overreaction season. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to overreact. Love it. Can't wait. <laughs> yep. And so I imagine we'll probably have one more here um, before, right before the season. Cause I think this will go out November 2nd and then we'll do one for November 6th, which is a Monday Outstanding. Uh, where we will scroll. I believe we've been holding off. On, we've been holding off on this fodder bigs, but talking about the top 25 rankings and who, is ranked too high? Who who's ranked too low? Should we talk about the top twenty five and one? Oh no, Bart Torvik's top twenty five. I'm a Ken Palm guy. I like uh, I like that Evan Mia, although his site is not so. Sometimes it's kind of a pain in the butt to navigate, but uh, there is there's some really a, good stuff in there. There's a new one, CBB Analytics, that the three men weave guys always talk about, mostly because they're sponsored by him. Really, that's intriguing. I, yeah, they've been touting quite a bit i have cool. no idea how much you have to pay for it you're just getting more more data out there but they but it's like shot it's got like shot charts and everything like that too so it's it looks nice. interesting when i scroll through it that i don't want to pay great. for it though no i'm not i don't like yeah. that much either i don't yeah. need it. i got I'm, my I'm, eyeballs you know yeah i, I was just about to say i'm an, i think watch I, the games i'm an eye test guy bigs i'm not an i am too I, I like that data but i also like just watching teams you know i like the data to supplement the eye test ding 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 all right Let's get out of here, Biggs.